Yo, welcome to the Extraordinary Podcast, slowly striving to be the coolest podcast on Mother Earth. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. It really is appreciated. You enjoy the show, give it a five-star rating. Follow the Twitter account for this podcast. I'll leave the link down below. Email me. I'll leave the link down below as well. You got any questions, want any advice, want me to talk about certain topics, feel free to message me on X or email me. I'll leave the links down below. Just got done watching Canelo versus Charlo and still, ladies and gentlemen, and still the king of the 168 division, super middleweight champion in the world, Canelo Alvarez, man. He got it done, bro. He got it done. Um, I remember I didn't want to give a definite answer, you know, a while back for predictions, you know, because I'm a fan of both. I like Charlo and I like Canelo, but I've been a Canelo fan longer than I've been a Charlo fan, so... Before the event started, if not, I believe the first fight on the card, I tweeted out that Canelo was going to take the dub, man. And I honestly thought it was going to be a knockout, honestly, because both styles, you know, uh, are a perfect fight for either a knockdown or a knockout, you know. So obviously you want a knockout in a fight, you know, either way, because Charlo's very aggressive, Canelo is a counterpuncher, but he can be aggressive when he needs to be. You've seen it in the Gennady Golovkin fights. You saw it. You saw how he played it defensively and shot against the Danny Jacobs fight. You know, you've seen it when he fought Billy Joe Saunders. He had to be a little bit aggressive, you know, and not as much defensive. So Canelo can play both sides, but he's a natural counterpuncher. So that's how I kind of knew there would be maybe sort of a knockout, you know, but. Overall, though, the fight card was fucking amazing, man. Like, you just, you couldn't fucking get upset. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you just couldn't get upset with, with what was going on. Uh, you had Elijah Garcia versus Armando Resendiz, uh, the first fight on the main card. And that was a fucking slugger, man. Both of these guys went out to fucking win in war. You know, you Elijah ended up getting the finish, bro. He's coming up strong, man. He's looking good. He's looking great. I kind of thought he was getting tired at the first. You know, I thought he was getting a little bit tired. But, you know, it just goes to show that maybe he was just trying to, you know, hold back and let the fight go all the way. And next thing you know, he got that finish, man. He got that finish. Then you had Jordanes Ugas versus Mario Barrios, you know, two elite fighters, you know, Mario Barrios being a champion, fighting Keith Thurman, fighting Javante Davis, you know, didn't get the wins on those, but he fought and he tried his best, Urandis Ugas fought Manny Pacquiao, Errol Spence, you know, had these two big fights, had to come back from an eye injury, but, you know, he, he, he had that experience, so that was a good fight, went all, went the whole distance, but Mario Barrios got the got the respected decision. I thought that was a good decision, you know. It was kind of obvious he got the knockdowns, you know. Ugas showed heart. He showed uh, the will. He did not want to give up. He wanted to go out there and get the finish. But the fight that I think kind of gave, like, a good question mark was Jesus Ramos Jr. versus Erickson Lubin. Like, I, I, do I want to say a robbery? I, I want to say more controversial, man, more controversial. And the reason why I feel like, uh, you, you can, again, you can never blame the fighters. You can always question the judges, right? But I feel like the reason that Jesus Ramos Jr. didn't get the dub was because he let the couple of rounds, the final rounds, go. He 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 put on that. He put on the brakes, man. He didn't keep that gas going like he did in the early rounds. I still think he won, but the reason why I think the judges ended up giving them to Lubin is because Lubin 
didn't look as tired as Ramos Jr. I mean, Ramos Jr. is only 22 years old, though. He's still growing. I mean, he looks mature, but his age, he's 22 years old, you know. He's a very young guy. And Erickson Lubin's 27. More experience. He's been in in fights longer, you know. But, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can't get... Experience counts, you know. Erickson Lubin looked more uh, fresh in the later rounds than Ramos Jr. did. Do I think it was a robbery? Yes. Can I blame Erickson Lubin? No, he did what he had to do to convince the, the judges. I mean, that's just part of the game. You can't let the fucking... Sometimes you just can't let the judges decide who wins the fight. Because sometimes you may think you're winning, but it just doesn't go your way. You know, it just doesn't go your way. Sometimes they may... Like, like I said, he gave up... Ramos Jr. gave up the last couple of rounds to uh erickson lubin was capitalizing on those last couple of rounds and i feel like that's what got the judge's decision but i mean it is what it is and then you had the main event man i mean i can already hear the haters hating on canelo i mean he just beat an undisputed champion you know yeah it wasn't at 160 it was at 154 but he still beat a guy who beat the who's who in his division he fought the top dogs like do i think it should be a pound for pound uh, type fight no um i do i will say it is impressive on canelo though because he still beat a guy that was undisputed in his division now he didn't just beat a former or he didn't just beat a world champion he beat an undisputed champion now obviously the fans are gonna be or the fans or the the the, the people are gonna be like well he didn't get the fucking knockout man not every fight you're going to get a fucking knockout. Like, if you expect a knockout at every single fucking fight, you know, then, you know, be prepared to be upset. Because in every fight, there's not going to be a knockout. There could be a knockdown. There could be knockdowns. But there won't always be a knockout. And that's something people need to understand. Like, they think Canelo can knock out every single fighter. Did Mike Tyson knock out all of his fighters? All the fights he had? No. Did Muhammad Ali knock everybody he fought? No. Did Floyd Mayweather knock out everybody that he fought? No. Manny Pacquiao? No. And these are legends. These are greats. These are the best ever in some cases. Did Sugar Ray Robinson knock out Julio Cesar Chavez? No. So when people say, oh, Canelo should have knocked him out. No. And you got to realize that Charlo naturally is the taller fighter, the longer reach. The physical stats were in his favor. Okay? Just... Canelo had more experience because he chose to go up in weight. Charlo could very easily fight at 168. I, I believe that 100%. I mean, I was done watching the... I just got done watching the press conferences. You got to give props to Charlo, man. Survived the fight and tried. To, he gave it his all. He gave it his all. I feel like he was nervous. You know, I felt like he was nervous going into the fight. It, it just it wasn't his style. But, I mean, think about it. He went up two divisions... To fight the very best in that division. He went up two div- He went up 14 pounds. 14 pounds to fight Canelo Alvarez. The best of the best. A guy who has beaten a lot of world champions. That's a pretty that's a pretty big step to take. A very huge step to take. You feel me? And I feel like people aren't gonna give him credit. And you know, Bud Crawford went to say he's not even interested in the fight, but I still think that fight should happen because Bud Crawford wants to fight Canelo. Well, wouldn't you wanna fight? Wouldn't you wanna fight Jermel Charlo to see where you're at to compare yourself? Like that's what I think a lot of boxers need to do. Now, I'm not a professional, obviously. I love the sport, but that doesn't mean I'm an expert in it. 
But I think logic-wise is you'd want to face some of the guys that Canelo fought or the guy you want to beat that he fought to see, you know, your experience, to see what you're doing, to, to test yourself. So I feel like that fight should still happen. And Jamel, uh, Jamel Charlo asked for that fight. He That's the fight he wanted. You know, as for Canelo, who should he fight next? There's obviously the Bivol rematch. Uh, there's Benavidez after he gets done doing his business. There's the other twin, Jamal Charlo. You know, there's there's a lot of there's there's some options that Canelo can take. You know, he but right now he says he wants to enjoy this fight, and I think that's that's rightfully so because during the fight the question was, is he still this old Canelo? Which he did, man. He did not look tired. You know. Everybody was saying the John Ryder fight, he looked terrible. He couldn't knock out an old Gennady Godofkin. And in a way, that's kind of what I was on the lookout for, too. You know, I was on the lookout to see if Canelo got tired. But nah, he showed that he he's back, man. He's back, baby. Back better than ever. He didn't look tired. Was aggressive the entire fight. Got the knockdown. Charlo, you could tell that that shot hurt him. But he, he kind of played it smart tactically by taking the point to survive because i mean when you get hurt he might knock you out i mean canelo could have possibly knocked him out but jamel played it smart decided to give up a point survive get a little bit of time under him to to refocus and recovered well you know started throwing some shots you know you got to give jamel some credit man you got to give him credit because he went up there he didn't have much to lose canelo had all to lose he it was his division it was in his division it was in his yard, you know, his his division of choice. If he would have lost, Canelo would have lost all his belts to Ch Charlo, and you would have had Charlo being a two-time, the second man to become undisputed in two different divisions. You know, so it was a lot on the line for Canelo, and way to prove it, man, way to prove it. But do I think that it should put him at a number one pound for pound? No, I don't think so because Jamel, that wasn't his division, right? I still think it's impressive as fuck, though. It is impressive, very impressive. Went up against an elite fighter, you know, it's impressive. You got to give him props, man. You can't hate on him. You know, I know some people are going to be like, well, you know, everybody likes to put uh, excuses. When the builder comes, it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to, Canelo's going to lose. Canelo's going to lose. Once he proves those doubters wrong, oh, you know, here comes the, the excuses half the time. Oh, it was a nobody. Oh, it wasn't his division. Oh, he didn't look good or he didn't knock him out, stuff like that. And it's just, I just think it's bullshit. You know, I think you got to be real with yourself, man. Um, I just think you got to be real. But honestly, I think in order for Canelo to be number one, he's going to have to fight, you know, those guys in his division. Like the Benavides fight. I think that fight's good. Or the Bivol fight, you know. I think the Bivol fight might be able to push him to number one just because, that's he's got to get that he's got to get that L back you know I feel like that will push him to be number one again but this fight I want to say no and I'm a fan I'm a Canelo fan you know I am a huge fan of Canelo you know I'm actually a fan boy you know like my ultimate dream is to meet him one day you know I, I I want that so badly and maybe I will hopefully I will you know that's one of my goals it's one of my dreams maybe I can achieve it but I am a fan so what I was I was actually I was doing my little my own little scorecard on the fight and I gave Jermel two rounds and I gave Canelo 10 some judge and and I and I wasn't even trying to be biased because I gave him round nine and I gave Jermel round three I don't know why round three seemed kind of close some judges 
gave him round five and round nine. So I had one round in common, but it was round three where I didn't. So maybe I, I did. I looked something wrong. You know, it was kind of iffy round three for me, but I did not want to be biased because, you know, a lot of people are biased because, oh, you know, he's a Mexican like me. I'm going to go for him or, oh, I'm a huge fan of him and I want him to win every round, even though the round he actually lost it or it was close. You know, I tried not to be biased. So I went ahead and gave that round three to Charlo. But, you know, judges gave Canelo round three and and, you know, uh, Steve Farhood, the unofficial scorer, gave round three to Canelo. So I, I guess I fucked up in that moment and they gave Jamel round five and round nine. But overall, I still had Canelo up by 10 and then the knockdown at, at round seven. So I knew the fight had to happen. There wasn't going to be any robberies tonight. <laughs> That's for sure. But I mean, what's next? for? I don't know, man. I don't know. But I know in this moment, you got to give him respects, man. You, 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 this guy just beat an undisputed champion, you know, and he did it in good fashion. This is probably one of his most best performances ever. You know, this is one of his best performances. Now, for Jermel, um, you got to give credit. You know, you went up 10 pounds. He could have been slower. You know, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of question in this fight. You know, Canelo looked great. He looked energized. He threw a lot of power punches. And power punches exhaust you, man. Power punches exhaust you. Combination punches exhaust you, too. And being aggressive exhausts you. And Jermel, you know, he was moving a lot, clenching a lot. I don't know. Maybe he felt a little bit nervous. I want to say he was nervous, but who who the fuck knows? But you got to give the man props. He seems to be taking it well, you know, not talking bullshit, not saying, I think I won the fight, no, no shit like that, you know, taking it on the chin, and he's going to go back to 154 and be a champion. Now, I don't understand if they took his belts away. I don't see why. Maybe due to injury, I don't know, you know. I feel like if they did take his belts, um, he needs to get them back. I think so. I feel like he needs to get his belts back, Jamel, you know, because uh, I understand that Canelo couldn't be champion, couldn't take Jamel's belt because it wasn't in his division. That's understandable. But for Jamel, I don't see why they took his belt. Maybe due to I got to look into that I, and I got to see if they did take his belts. I don't know. But if they did, because he was saying in the press conference, you know, he's got to go talk to the to one of the organizations and go back and be a champion. So I'm assuming they took his titles, which I don't understand why, because Canelo went up in weight. He was, you know, fighting in a new division. He didn't get his title stripped away, though he wasn't injured, you know, and took time off. So maybe that's the case. I don't know. But I feel like Jermel Mont is going to go down and be champion again, fight Bud Crawford if that fight happens. I think that fight should happen because Crawford wants to go up and fight Canelo. If that ha fight happens, I'll put a, I'll leave a prediction right there. But I'm, I guess I'll give a little hint now. I'm going to favor more Canelo just because I feel like the situation that happened with Jermel is probably the same situation that's probably going to happen with Crawford, you know. But Crawford's a dog, you know. Crawford's a dog. He had a spectacular performance against Errol Spence. So who the fuck knows? Like I said, you can't, you can't, in boxing, anything can fucking happen. Anything. But I don't know, you know. I don't know. Got to give props to both gentlemen. It was a beautiful night in boxing, but, you know, I, I before the fight, I tweeted out that Canelo was going to take it, man. I went with my guts. I went with my instinct. I felt like there was going to be a, a knockdown at least. I expected a knockout because both styles clashed. 
And Canelo looked great. He looked aggressive. You know, he didn't tire out, even though he threw a lot of power punches. But then again, Charlo wasn't throwing a lot of shots either. So, But even though he it didn't seem like he was throwing a lot of shots, he still threw more than Canelo. He just didn't connect it. Canelo did a good job to weave a lot of them. The powerhouse of them haymakers, you know. And he blocked a lot. And then he, you know just dictated the whole fight you know he was the aggressive fighter Jamel Charlo just wasn't the Jamel that everybody's used to seeing and it's because I mean the guy went into new new waters he went into a new territory you know you gotta you gotta be careful man so we'll see though but Canelo looking sharp man looking sharp looking great that hand looks great put a lot of doubters to to sleep and you know yeah that's kind of what I wanted to talk about just recap and give my thoughts on that and you know, who should Canelo fight next? I want to say the Benavides fight makes sense right now. The Benavides fight makes sense because that's the fight everybody wants to wants to see, man. And it will be another way for him to shut the critics down. So, yeah, I'm going to sign off because it's fucking 2.25 a.m., you know, and I got to go to church today. I got to go to church in the morning, you know. I decided to start going to church. I felt like I wasn't happy, you know. I feel like I've been kind of kind of depressed and kind of been struggling a little bit lately just like everybody else is you know no different so I decided I need to go to church because I've been slacking I haven't been going to church you know I've been begging God to I've been asking God for a lot of shit and yet my dumbass doesn't make time to to go to his to his home go to go to the house of God and you know pray and just you know give him thanks and shit you know I, I felt like I was being greedy so I gotta go and uh, just recollect, you know, and, and really, uh, get back on the groove, and so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think I'm gonna sign off for now, man, I gotta, I gotta wake up in about four hours, or however long it takes me to post this out, but, yeah, you know, thank y'all so much for the love, thank y'all so much for the support, uh, I really do appreciate it, man, it's a dream come true, being able to do this, you know, uh, trying new things and seeing that it's growing, you know, slowly, but like I said, slowly striving to be the coolest podcast ever, you know, I'm only learning, I'm only growing, please give this five, uh, this show a five-star rating if you enjoy it, thank you for uh, allowing me to be a part of y'all's day, um, more importantly, you got any questions, you want me to talk about certain topics, you, you, you like some advice that I give, feel free to message me on X or you can email me. I will leave the links down below. And please, I encourage you to message me. I will make time to, to get back to that and discuss it on my show. I want y'all to, you know, send me stuff, send, send me email, you know, ask me anything. Don't be shy. You know, I know I've... Um, I've said a lot of controversial things. I know my view isn't on par with all you guys, but if you want your opinion out there, if you want to ask me a question, you know, just don't be shy, man. If it's one thing I want to push on this uh, show is to be yourself, you know, be yourself no matter what it is, make your choices and be happy with who you are and to live the extraordinary. That's what this show is all about, okay? And with that being said, I'm going to sign off. Thank y'all so much for all the love, all the support. Be extraordinary. Never set up for ordinary. Take it easy.